0: Beloved listeners, welcome to Grace Life Comi podcast, brought to you by the publication Arm of Chim Ministry International Comi. Our vision is to empower individuals to reach full spiritual completeness in God through the insightful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. The Grace Life Comi podcast offers every believer a continuous stream of fresh, simple, yet deeply impactful teaching episodes that engender the revelation light of Christ Jesus. Our objective is to motivate and uplift individuals through the provision of enlightening content that facilitates a profound exploration of faith. Grace Life Commit podcast is dedicated to fostering a beneficial impact on the lives of our audience, aiming to positively transform their spiritual journey and enhance their connection with faith. Chim Funke Oahuna delivers teachings that aim to illuminate the profound truth and significance of the person and the work of Christ, providing essential guidance and instruction for nurturing and developing believers in their relationship with Christ. We urge you to remain connected to the Grace Life Coming Podcast and engage with us—a platform where believers can immerse themselves in teachings, cultivate knowledge, and form connections with like-minded seekers of Christ Jesus, who is the Way, the Truth, and the Life.
1: To you, Jesus is Lord. He solved the problem of poverty in pastors and created the problem of materialism in pastors. We have now also created a problem of materialistic members. And today there is a rat race and a competition between the church and the world. And like world, like church. And so, how then can the light shine when the light has chosen to be found? How then can the sword bring savour? When the salt has chosen to lose its arm, this is the problem we're facing today. At least if it's just one nation I've done missions, then I can say I don't know much. And you get what I'm saying? But this is my second nation doing missions. Like I told, I told my wife, I said, I have done missions to the Francophone, the Francophone. And I am doing missions to the Anglophone. I said, so whatever the tribe, maybe, whatever the language may be, it will fall either of the sides or in the middle. So if it is a Portuguese, Portuguese is a, is a, has a touch of French. Whatever, whatever you send me to, it either they will be in the middle of the francophones and anglophones or they will be on one of the sides of the divide. So somehow the understanding of the francophone and the anglophone can help me maneuver any ministry environment I can go to. And with these understandings of these areas I have done work. I can see trends that have to be dealt with. Last week, we began to look at something in the Book of Joel, And when we talked about, you know, um, the, um, that which the, the, the parma worm have eaten, the canker worm has eaten, that, that which the pama worm has left, the canker worm has eaten, that which the pama worm has left, the caterpillar has eaten, and it, it, it was a succession of losses. Let's take a look at even our, our what do call it, our political sectors. At least in my country, I know. That every government that comes tells you that they came to meet an empty cup. That's also. That's what happens in my country. At least I know my country. Every government that comes tells you that they came to meet an empty cup. they start blaming the former government. Say the former government finished the money, but we are amazed to see that the former government finished the money and all of a sudden, suddenly, the present government starts what eating another money again. So the one that the former government ate and remained, the new one comes and consumes it. So that means the former one has left. The canker one, we start. Ah, why are you complaining that canker is eating? He lives again, caterpillar come and eat. Those signs are not old, they are not new, they are old signs, and those are signs that are a cry for what for revival. When this is happening, what we do most of the time in the church is that we start blaming government, but government of its own cannot do anything for us. Go through history, go through history. Every government has an spiritual on that one in the Old Testament. The king was never the priest, and the king was never the prophet. <laughs> so the king has to wait for the prophet to anoint him as king. And when it comes to spiritual and ecclesiastical matters, the king has to give the prophet his place. When Samuel sought to become a king, a prophet, what happened? When Saul sought to become a prophet, what happened? That was you know where his was taken from him. He sought to take the place of Samuel. <laughs> Oh, they are waiting, they are waiting, they are waiting, they are waiting, they are waiting. And some may say, you don't do my job. I have my job, you have your job. Your kingdom is taken from you today. The only person that could stand in the place of a priest, a prophet, and a king was David. (laughs) And such kind of kings are rare to find. And those kind of kings are the... David was a typology of the New Testament believer. And I will not want to go into that in details. But... Every time we see economic woes, when you see losses upon losses, it is not a time to cry, it's a time for revival. If you go to the book of joy you discover that God began to tell them, Cry, wait, why? Once there are successions of losses, economical losses, that is the first sign to show that the revival is near. When America began to cry unto God, what happened next? It was an economic boom. God responds to the craft, remember, with economic boom. Check through scriptures down to America. But we don't understand it. When Ghana had its recession, they began to cry. In 1983, they began to cry to God. And then, before you know it, things began to happen. Changes began to happen. Every time there is a cry to God, what God responds with is economic boom. Go through scriptures. Go through scripture. I see, it. he begins to restore their, their, their crops. He begins to restore their livestock because that is God's response to the cry for revival. But what the devil has deluded us over the years as Christians is when there's economic um, uh, issues, we start blaming the government. We start fighting the government instead of us crying unto God for revival. Revival, uh, sorry, economic challenges are bits And they are bits that God used to call up as once God can get our attention with economic challenges. Because economic challenges comes because God has removed his hand for that season. And the devil has, has, has rushed in. The Bible says the spirit from God came to, came to Saul. God did not send the spirits to Saul. No. In that word in the Hebrew, talks about the permissive. So God... Permitted the spirit to come. And how did he permit the spirit to come? When God stepped out of Saul's life, the spirit entered. That's how God operates. The Bible says, the last darkness, like darkness compared to God. When God is out, the devil comes. When God is in, the devil goes. And so when we begin to see economic woes, economic challenges, it's because God has just stepped out of the business. And the devil does not waste time when God steps out too. He's very, he's, he's, he's on top speed, waiting for God to just take a little out, so that He can catch him, and then we begin to say economic goes. And the reason for that is that the Bible says there really is a stumbling block in Zion. The reason for that is because it's God calling our attention, and when we can hear the cry of God, you see, over the years I learned how to get God, how, how God gets my attention. Over the years, over the years, I learned how does God get my attention? Before I pray, i pray this prayer some two, two, three weeks ago, I started experiencing some restlessness on the inside. Restlessness, 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 restlessness. I started getting angry unnecessarily. I started getting perturbed and every of like that. I was wondering what was happening to me. Until that night, until that night, it exploded. So once I start getting restless, once I start getting angry, I know that God is getting my attention. Why? Because he has removed his hand on my emotions for that one. And the devil is having a stronghold. So what do I do? I have to go to him and find out what he's trying to say. When I get what he's trying to say, I discover that the devil will just get out of his business. He don't do deliverance for those matters. No, 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 no. <laughs> he don't do deliverance. Just talk to the Lord. Get what He has to say. The devil will just find his way out. So when you see such issues coming up over and again, is a call, is a bait, is God calling attention that we have to cry out. To him. And God always rewards our cry for revival with economic boom. Go through church history. Once there is a heavy cry for revival, that was what, one of the things I brought about the prosperity It was a cry for revival. The when there's a heavy cry for revival, God begins to release because God has been eager to release, but we have not been ready to receive. That has just be the business. And so, some of the times, so when we say that we are having a succession of losses, the one that the Kanka woman has hit it's a when it's happening in your life, it's not the time to complain. It's a time for revival. Are we together? Mm-hmm. Is just not, it's, not, it's not the time to come and uh, complain or tell the devil by so of the time we buy that. You see, when God has come out of the picture and allowed the devil, permitted, permitted, because of we are our rejection, are you getting what I'm saying? Of his precepts and of his and of his uh, of his uh, voice and of his ways, when he has permitted. You cannot bind the devil on that matter. Why? Because he's working based on a legal ground. He's legal, and at that point you have become—you have chosen to become a lawful captive. It's a matter of choice. You choose it. So what you do is that you don't bind the devil. You don't claim—you don't claim your legality. You go back to God. And as you go back to God, what happens? He knows that. Okay, fine, you've come. And once you come to Him, the devil checks out of the business. That's just. All the revival cry is all about. And every revival, every national through revival, go read true revival, is started with individual revival. I've I I, I looked at my, my my system and I saw some materials I downloaded on revival some years ago, and I'm still going through them again, still reading them again, trying to read over and again. Every national revival started with individual revival. It started with individual revival. So when God wants to revive a city, He revives a man. When God wants to revive a village, He revives a man. When God wants to revive a He revives. just one man He revives. When God can revive a man, He has revived the city. So more often than not, when we cry for revival, we are looking for a magic wand where 10,000 people just come and start praying. It doesn't happen like that. When we cry for revival, it's one man has to be in his corner. Just one man hiding somewhere. Just one man hiding somewhere and crying. And if he cries to, for the revival enough, they will become, the sparks will start going around. And then I mean, my and my wife will pray. I did not know what was happening. Pray for and I did not know what was happening. And I never knew that the spark will come to this level. And I didn't know, I don't, I don't know the next level the spark is going to sent. I sent um, this message to somebody, man of God, consigned this river. Like, the guy was like, welcome, welcome, my dear And it was just me crying somewhere. And I know that other people are crying. And I know that more people are crying. When all the criers come together, is now what you call an exclusive national. In, in so it's just a call. It's just a call for what criers, criers. And there's something that God wants to do. God wants to do what is called reformative revival. Somebody came to a city in America, and he saw that in that city, all the alcohol shops were closed. No alcohol shop. And he asked, what's happening here? How come there's no alcohol shop? And somebody replied to him and said, 100 years ago, 100 years ago, 100 years ago, a man passed this city. He didn't come He just passed. He just passed the city. And since he passed the city till date, all the alcohol shops closed. Did not know And who was that man? John Wesley. Hundred years ago, and was that serious that even police police stations automatically almost closed down, courts closed down because no more no more police cases to handle, no more court case to handle. One man just passed, one man, one man, and if you hear, read his history, there was nothing there was nothing special about it. There was nothing special about it. In fact, he we are even better than him. Because he was trained by a mother. His mother had seven of them. She had seven children: John Wesley, Charles Wesley, and the others. All of them were all great. And she had seven children, seven males, seven boys. And with her busy schedule as a as a as a as a as a um, housewife, and as a mother, she could see have time for each one of them. Each one of them. She would sit with that one, talk with that one, disciple that one, train that one. But John Wesley. Was, he was trained by a mother, and the mother had her way, way of training was methodological. That's why he started the Methodist church. He didn't plan to start the church anyway. Yeah, he didn't plan to. He just just moving. That's why I told us that God moves. By the end of it, men box God in the denomination. As was that revival, as was that revival, by a thirty-four year old black man, William Williams. He didn't plan to start the church. He just started a move, a hungry cry. And it ended up in the apostolic church. So when God had moved, move, move. We don't know how to manage God again. We're not boxing into a denomination. John Wesley was not anything, he was just he, 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 he was trained into the way of the Lord, but he never had a relationship with the Lord. When he was on a sail on a ship, and he saw some Christians, some born-again believers, they were singing while the storm was heavy against the ship. And this that ship was supposed to capsize. And he saw they had a level of peace and joy, ready to go to heaven. Why him that was already trained as a methodological Christian was not sure where he was going through? He began to ask, there's something missing. What am I missing that these guys have? After, when he went back, he went to meet Charles. And Charles had already had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. And he was, he came to meet Charles, and Charles was upstairs in the house, singing, and Charles wrote, over 6,000 hymns. Yeah, Charles was 6,000. All the Methodist hymns. Charles West, wrote one of them. 6,000 hymns. 6,000. <laughs> Charles was singing. And he, he could hear up there what he heard in the ship. And he came and said, Charles, what's happening? Why are you singing everywhere? Charles was like, oh, have you have you had a sweet relationship with the Holy Spirit? I, I don't understand what he said. He said, it's important. I am a Christian. He said, no. Have you had a relationship with the Lord? And Charles was the one who brought John into the place of a relationship with the Lord. When John understood this, when he grabbed it, he began moving from church to church to teach this relationship he had. They kicked him out of every church. Kicked him out of every church. Until he went to the minors. And the miners received him. And since no church accepted him, he went to his father's grave. And he stood on his father's grave and preached from 6 p.m. thereabout till the next day. Eh. And people were what? They were listening. And they came to his father. He said, if you not allow me to have a church, I will be my father's grave. You cannot drive me from my father's grave. They came to come and meet him there in his father's grave. And they asked John Wesley, what is the secret? And he said, set yourself on fire and men will come and watch you born. revival begins with one man. When a man can set himself on fire, see, people like us, we don't look for pulpits. We are the pulpits. People like us don't look for members. We are the members. When people say they will not listen to me, teach the word of God, I thank God for my wife and my two children. I see them for one hour, they are listening, and I stay online and I fire the team. Today, now people are telling me, I'm, pastors are telling me, man of God, I'm preaching your message, i preach your message. I'm <coughs> preaching your message. One of the was talking, He was telling me this, this, this one, that, that, one, this one. This message. Say, I'm preaching your message in church. I'm preaching your message. Now. Oh, so if I wanted to look for puppet, they must give me puppets. People must listen to me. I'm not preaching. There's a man of God in Congo. Very past my pastor friend. He lost me so much when I told him I'm leaving Congo. He was almost crying. He told the man of God, I can't prepare sometime to preach to these people. And when I see them, I change my message. And I said, for me, I will not change my message because you babies will not make me change my message. If I were to follow what they are doing and I did not set myself on fire, we pastor the preaching my message now. A pastor who was in a crowd with me. I was telling him, he's a Nigerian, he's back to Nigeria. He was sending me a message like once he sent me a message, he said, You are and you inspire me. He said, Without the crowd, you have stayed consistent. In fact, somebody told me to go on Zoom. So, okay, no problem. Let's see if you can continue watching us on Zoom. The best you came want to do the person stop. I say, my dear, I think my brother stop this Zoom. It's stressing me. There's no problem for Zoom. is stressing me. <laughs> the person, okay, um, do video, do video, do video. Do video. The person has come one month. They're about one month plus. The person has stopped by. I say Please, don't show me the camera where I'm seeing where people are. People are not sh- Just focus on me. That's i will not see that people are coming on, So I can't fire them full sitting there. You set yourself on fire, men will come and watch you burn. And listen, it's not for pastors, it's not for apostles, it's for every child of God, because like world, like church, the world is a reflection of what the church has become. It's a reflection of what the church has become. And if we must change the world, then the church has to start taking responsibility. I will not wait for church to gather program for us to pray. No, no, no. We will not have that. If sorry, the church is not ready for revival. You don't understand. The church is not ready for revival program at all. We are still materialistic. After we solve the problem of poverty in pastors, we created the problem of materialistic pastors. So they are not ready to pray for the Bible at all. they And it's affecting the world. We will we'll our politicians and they will laugh at us. Why? Because they tell us the politicians actually believe that the pastors are actually doing what they are doing on the pulpit. So they are doing their own in the political office, while pastors are doing their own on the pulpit. So what is the difference between us? That's what they believe. And can we prove them wrong? They believe that you are using your members to chop. You are milking them. And then they are using the people in the country and in the state and in the <laughs> region to chop. We are all milkers. That's what they believe. You are milking and making. You are making with Bible and making with the Constitution. What's the difference? We are all milking. That's what they believe. Can we prove them wrong? Can we prove them wrong? So it's a cry to get things done right. Because more economic woes are coming. But Isaiah 60 says, Arise, shine, for the light is come. For darkness shall cover the earth. sixty verse 1. And gross darkness But will-. shall what? Arise. There'll be more economic woes. More caterpillars we eat. More cacao we eat. But what we make us what? Arise and shine. It is when we understand that when caterpillars are eating, is a time to rise up and cry? We have been praying for better countries. Is that not so? God better our country. God give us good leaders. See, those prayers are not bad prayers. But I tell you, go through the history of Israel. Go through biblical history. It was not a cry for a better leader that got them their yeah, 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 liberation. Whenever God allows the Amalekite come against them, go through history you now. Go through the Bible. When they sin against God, God will allow what an enemy come against them. And what happens? By the time they begin to return to the Lord, remember, when they begin to return to the Lord, what happens? God brings a believer out of them. <laughs>
0: While
1: well, we are praying for a new, a better leader, the solution is not new, a better leader. The solution is returning to the Lord. It's revival. He's a reviver. And if one man cannot do this, two men will not do it. And that man has to set himself on fire. See, I, I need money. I need money. I need money. I need car. I drove cars in the I drove cars in the How many cars have I drove in cars in this life? Jeeps. Saloons. I've touched currencies. I was telling you, we are landlords. But you see, a big landlord with big ass is in the forest. <laughs> in the forest, you're talking to the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> ah, we are landlords. When I told somebody in the crowd what I was suffering in five years, I did the five different houses. Landlord problem, left right. And I told him, I built a big He said, Hey, ah, he felt so pain. See, if You are suffering like this. You will have your I was talking to my father, I was like, ah, it's only the it's only the call of God that can make a man do this kind of madness. It's only the call of God that can make a man man do this kind of madness. Leave your own house. Big house. That you should have been living and enjoying your life. And you come and landlords will been sort you of left, right, and center. Because of people that you, you, they, they did not burn you, and your big court was joined to your big court. But when you see such a kind of thing, you will not rest until you achieve the goal. When I was about, last year, late last two years, I wanted to leave Ghana. My wife said, you can't leave. Number one, God told me, don't leave when I was coming. My wife said, you can't leave. When the Lord told us to come here, I came. My wife told me, have you achieved the goal? And I said, I've lost so much in Ghana. I must gain so much before I leave. I've lost so much money. I've lost so much time. I must gain before I leave. And what is gain? I must see the Bible. That's all I care for. Let it eat the nation and let it spread. I can go. But if it doesn't sir, I was talking to my pastor friend since 2014. I've only seen my parents for two weeks. Since 2014, for two weeks. Ten years this year. Crying every day. I want to see my parents. Crying, I want to see my parents. I call my prayers. I call them. They are really the want to sing. You think it's fun? But it has to why It has to hit. When it hits, when I see the fire shaking everywhere, everywhere I hear, God, let's go now. Let's go next. But it takes one man setting himself on fire. Just one man. Just one man. One man setting himself on fire. And... Today, the things I wanted to say, I've not been able to say them, but so I'll just pause them and I'll say them next week. <laughs> Amen. One man can set himself on fire. We began the journey. We began the journey. weekly John Wycliffe, I have a Bible dictionary. When I read about him, you know, what was in Congo? I'll just take time to look at these matters. Weekly, John Who's weekly was his was his was. Was a scholar par excellence. He graduated from Harvard, and he was a theologian par excellence. Wycliffe was so sound, so sound to the teeth, and he was a he was a pastor par excellence. Wycliffe wanted to see the gospel reach the hand of the common man. So what did he do? He began to translate the Bible from Latin to English, and he looked for laymen, 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 farmers, teachers, laymen, not ordained men. And I told somebody, I told somebody, I've not been ordained. He says it's a lie. It's not possible. He said, not ordained. nobody ordained me. i have not, i ordained. He says not possible. He said it's a lie. It's not possible. If I wanted ordination, then. no, no. My parents are senior pastors, reading. My other brother refused. He said, Jim, I'm not doing. I know they do. I'm not doing. Me, cry I've said, I've helped. This is the fifth church I'm helping. I've helped to if I want a nation, and I've got a nation. Or any of those, but nation is not my drive. He took laymen and he was writing us, translating scriptures weekly, called them, explained the scriptures to them, and put the translated copies into their hands and tell them, "Go out again and teach what I've taught you." That he was the pioneer of the lay ministry, and that was that. They invaded the town, and the Catholic Church was angry. Because they were the institution. And he said, You cannot translate it from English, from Latin to English. You cannot translate the Holy Scripture. And he won't listen to them. He kept doing it. And it brought about a massive influx of the gospel. Revival hits. People started knowing the gospel. People started reading the Bible. People started knowing Jesus for themselves. Because of that, they fought in. He left. He left, he left and um, the church of Passing and went to Harvard University to go and see that university. And he finally died they, without them what? Matter him. Like John Horse. They mattered John Hoss. They burnt him on the stake. burnt John Hoss on the stake. They called them they were heretics because they brought this Bible for us to read it as it is. They almost martyred uh, um, Luther. He was saved. And years after weekly died, you know what? The church was still so angry with the effect of his work that they went and assumed his, his bones. And they burnt his bones because they said it was a matter. So the matter must be, it was it was an heretic. So the heretic must be burnt. And they burnt his bones. And they took the ash of his bones and spread it on the water. That was the best thing they ever did. Because the man was dead alone, they should have left him to, to die. Remember when Elisha died, his last miracle. Was his dead body that did it? He died, his bones were there. And Israel was fighting a war. And they, they were in a hurry. They, 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 they threw the, a, dead, a dead man on his bone and the dead man jumped back to life. He didn't know that there was fire in his bones. So when they burnt John who sees uh, sorry, Wycliffe, John Wycliffe's bones and they it on the water, people like me, the water went around. <laughs> and it came to people like me. One man set himself on fire one man chose to cry. If we can be that one man, if you can be that one man, if I can be that one man, I tell you, I tell you, if you can be that one man, that one man, if you cry, let me tell you something. Personal revival begins with self and it ends in the nation. It begins with self and it ends. It cannot just end with you. Are you getting what I'm saying? It begins with self and it ends in the nation. Because why? God did not call us for self for self-revival, are you get what I'm saying? You begin praying for yourself, you must end up praying for the nation. If you're all you are doing this, is praying for yourself, no, 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 that's not revival. You pray for yourself, you pray for the nation, you take responsibility for the nation. If revival just ends with you, then it, it, it was not revival. It wasn't revival. It was selfish aggrandizement, it was not revival. Are you get what I'm saying? Why, right? because Jesus did not send you to save yourself, and that's all. You were sent to save others. At least we know Matthew 28, verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. This message, this instruction was not for pastors, apostles, prophets, for everybody in Japan. All your crying for us. I can't inspire. I can't inspire. We all can't inspire. You go to your you stay in your place here. You are releasing the Father. Anywhere you go on your job, you are releasing the Father. Anywhere they meet you. In your business, you are releasing the fire. See, that's why, see, I've been preaching to them. I've been telling them, this is the end time move of God. we will be carrying the fire everywhere? You see, over the years, we have kept the fire on the altar. We call it altar. but well, actually, I don't know what it has become. We have kept the fire on the altar, and people only believe that there is fire on that altar. So when they leave the place, the venue, where the altar is, they leave the fire on the altar, and they carry water outside. And so they don't slap, something out. So we say there's fire on the altar. But the actual thought is that that altar is no longer the altar. The altar is in you. Know ye not that your body is at the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost dwells in you. It. It's in the temple that you have an altar. Is that not so? so? So you and I are the temple. That's where the altar is. When I have to say raise a prayer altar. No, 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 you don't raise a prayer altar. The prayer altar is inside. Say raise an altar for you. No, 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 you don't raise the altar. The altar is already been raised inside. That's where the fire is. So the altar is mobile now. We don't have stationary altars. In the Old Testament, there were stationary altars. In the New Testament, there are no stationary altars. They are mobile altars. Altars walking up and up. In case we don't understand, why did God kill the first And I want to end quickly, please. Why did God kill the first sons of Egypt? Why did God kill the first sons? See, everything God did was a strategic battle. Remember, he told me, he said, this is not a battle with me. It's a battle to destroy the gods of Egypt. I'm dealing with the gods of Egypt. Why? That was the last deity of Egypt, the, the first sons of Egypt, it was the last deity. Everything he dealt, the lies, the sun. the son was Napoleon, the god of the sun. Everything he dealt with, every plague he sent was to deal with a god. The flies, it was um, Diabolus, which means the lord of flies. Everything he sent was to deal with. Nile was the marine world, marine kingdom. His every plague was to deal with a deity in egypt egypt was a was 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 a, was a was it was a was a stronghold of demonic operations the last and the strongest deity in egypt every that deity was static but the last and the strongest deity was the first son that was the mobile deity every egyptian carries his first son and he, he takes the history of egypt and he puts it into the first one he just from when Egypt began, they tell, they give the child the full load of the history of it. So every person is a mobile history. So the future of the Egyptians were their first one. And they were the mobile history of Egypt and the mobile author of Egypt. So when God killed their first son said, if you don't let my first go, I will do what? I will kill them. When God allowed the death of the first one, he ended their history years of Egypt today. <laughs> he ended their history, and he ended that mobile altar, that altar that was carrying the nation up and down. He ended it. They understood the principle of mobile altars, and we are still taking to static altars in church. Where? Who, who has bewitched us? Paul say, "Oh, put it has bewitched you." How did we get here? Say, come and lay a seat on the altar. No, if you are looking for the say, come and lay the seat. Mobile altars, carrying fire. The Egyptians knew it. How come we don't know it? Because we have not gotten some things right. But if every man is set on fire, the altar will be moving everywhere. That was the secret of the first church. When persecution came, the mobile altars ran everywhere. Philip, Philip went, all of them went, and as they were going everywhere, the gospel was spreading, the gospel was spreading, the gospel was spreading, because mobile authors were moving. But it's so pathetic that the first church began as mobile authors. This church that is meant to be a more glorious church has withdrawn re- back to static altars. How did we get here? Let's say these authors back on five. I planned a lot of things to say, but I can't say them all. But I believe this is where God wants us to touch. The songwriter says, Oh Lord, set my heart on fire for you. <laughs> That's what the songwriter says. Set my heart on fire for you. John Wesley said, Set yourself on fire and men will come and watch you burn. When they come and watch you burn, a revival has been better. Set yourself on fire. Set yourself on fire. I was talking to this when I said, Set yourself on fire. Some of us, We don't set on fire. don't know why we're setting yourself on fire. We don't want to set ourselves on fire. If it's by organizing, I was telling something that the prophet, I had a prophet over my life and he told me, he said, your ministry, he told me, he said, your ministry, there's no physical blueprint for your ministry. The blueprint of your ministry is on the inside of you. As you go on, God will be unfolding. The things that I've done in the ministry, there are plenty. God does unfold. He just unfolds. He just unfolds. So there's no blueprint. But we we'll just keep setting ourselves on fire. Yeah. I said to myself, that's right. Like, coordination is not my business. And uh, this is, that... So, people have looked, sorry, looked at all my wife like, ah, who, who are you? The things that freak people don't freak me in ministry. Why? Because it is fire that we are more concerned about. Set ourselves on fire. And let's set it. Let, let's just be going out. <laughs> remember what Samson did, and I close. When he made him angry, he took foxes, remember? And he set fire on their tail. And what did he do? And he sent them into the farm of the Philistines. And all their grains we burnt. My brothers, if we can just allow the Holy Ghost set our hearts on fire, when we enter into the cities, enter into the graves, the devastation will cause to the enemy will be beyond what can tell. Every great man you see in the kingdom never started with a theological degree. He started with fire. They caught fire and they now converted their fire to theology. They now wrote it down for you. <laughs> I am <laughs> not writing what they caught. If you catch fire to you, write something. <laughs> my wife told me, she said, please record though. said, because we don't know where they exist, what what, what scene is entering into. Many of my books you see are teachings. All my books they are teachings I taught. A senior minister here told me, I said, please, i to be here. I yeah, you write from a dimension. And he said, someone has to be so much spiritual to understand your books. His teachings, teachings are converted. His fire we caught, we now convert it to books. My brothers, the theology materials are reading. people that caught fire. They commanded it. You too, you can cut fire. You combat a book. Somebody will read. This revival starts with us. When we set ourselves on fire, the revival is expected. How many of us want to set ourselves on fire? <coughs> can we just rise up on our feet?
2: Now is your moment of salvation. If you are yet to make the Lord Jesus Christ, your Lord and personal Savior, we request that you say this prayer along with many others now. Say this words. Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. I repent of my sins and ask that you forgive my sins. I believe that you shed your blood on the cross, died for my sins and rose again in the third day. Today, I invite you into my life today. Wash me by your blood. Make me your own until eternity be my lord and personal savior thank you lord jesus in jesus precious name
3: for your love gift of any amount to grace life Kami podcast kindly use any of our giving channels available to give in dollars you can send to universal merchant bank ghana account number 33 154 swift code m b g h g h a c to give in cd's universal merchant bank ghana you can send to account number oh three three two five four five five one two oh one seven to give in naira you can send to ecobank nigeria account number five five four one oh two oh five nine two also for further enquiries, you can call us on 233 233-54594-7132. Or, send us an email via Ministry at gmail.com. Today, remain ever blessed.
2: We believe you were blessed listening to this teaching from God's Word. May your soul remain ever refreshed and revived. We would love to hear your praise report today beloved remain connected to grace life Comey podcast jesus is lord